Welcome to the Summer Camp Programming Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Chris. And today we are going to, I want to say we're going to this fictional world, but it's not so fictional. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But we're going to talk about... I'm hoping it's fictional. Yeah, seriously. We're talking about what if there is no camp? Like, what if you cannot have camp as we know it in the past? I mean, nobody was, nobody was expecting this pandemic and we were all caught off guard. Nobody was prepared, but if we think about, Hey, if this were to ever happen again, or if it continues, how can we quickly, and, and the word pivot is so you, it's like the 2020 word. So I hate always saying that and I'm like, pivot pivot and unprecedented, right? Right. Unprecedented (laughs) times. Uh, So what, what, are some things we can do, you know, just kind of in our head, maybe what other camps are doing, what we have thought about. Anyways, let's... Our our plans, B, C, D, right, Q, whatever. Exactly. Everyone <laughs> yeah. on. So the, the most obvious thing is virtual camps, mm-hmm. right? That's the most obvious because a lot of camps uh, decided that they were not going to wait and see if they could have campers or try to do, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into actually having kids at camp right now that they decided, well, let's try virtual camp. And I think this is something that can be done a lot of different ways, right? It could be Mm -hmm. pre-recorded. It can be live. It can be, uh, I I saw on activityhero.com they had a list of one-off classes. So a parent could be like, oh, I'm oh, going to yeah. choose this class and pay eight bucks. And then I'm going to choose this class, pay five bucks, and just kind of have a list of different things that their kids do. So it's a almost a buffet of choices that different camps and organizations are yep. offering. And you just kind of make your own little schedule. And I, I like that idea. Um, but that's one other way of, of doing virtual camps. One of the things that I think that would be awesome. And I think this for outdoor ed as well, is that if you were to put together kind of a show mm-hmm. and we had talked about this before, uh, but a show that is kind of Nickelodeon ish, right? So yep. it's quick cut. You maybe teach something or whatever. And the viewer is making a craft or is just learning something. And then it's kind of in a fun way. It's a couple of the staff yep. acting it out. And then, Cut to the next thing. Yeah. Well, and your staff need to be like I wouldn't come on as Chris. I would come on as Doctor Windelschlop or whatever. Right, right, right. This, you could have characters. Yeah. And and the really ones who big. are like hosting it need to have some kind of you know a bigger personality uh-huh. than just like, hey, uh, welcome to virtual camp. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> right, the kids are gonna be like, click. This is public radio. But I think that's kind of the uh, – if, if a camp were to say, look, I'm going to put together these educational or what do they call that? Educational entertainment. Edutainment. Yep. Uh-huh. If they it. put together a series of videos that were fun, that were educational, you could sell those to mm-hmm. schools or you can make your own membership site or whatever. I think if camps were to do that, that – that would be awesome. 
I mean, you see even now, like they have some like scientists that have done these little kid, right? Kid science videos and stuff. And they do, they schools buy them and, and do this. And, and I think we even said this early on when we were talking virtual camp that we said virtual camp could easily, like this is something camps never did or most camps didn't do or think about. Right. And now it's something we're all kind of thinking about doing. And it even has become like, oh, I'm even if I have camp next year, this is going to be my spring. This is going to be my fall right. or my winter. And yeah, I, I think the, the virtual camps will be around for quite some time now. I don't think we're we're going to be done with them. I think it's just they're going to hopefully look a little different as we get to have in-person camps and things like that. But yeah, absolutely. They're, they're definitely they are gonna, still very relevant. <laughs> there's going to be a, an evolution to them. Um... They're going to have to get better. I, I think this year, parents and kids were okay with them. And I, I don't mean to say this mean because even mine was this way. But I think parents were okay with them being mediocre because this this whole pandemic kind of came up and surprised a lot of us. And, and we did what we could to adapt as fast as we could. But in the future, you know, if we have whatever no camp next year, camps are going to have to step up their game because now I can go online and get any virtual camp from anywhere in the world. And if, you know, some camp down in Florida, Kurt's Florida camp, is putting on this amazing show. Right. And I got my mediocre show that I kind of did before. It, people aren't going to sign up for mine. They're going to go and sign up for some big, awesome, crazy, yeah, I amazing. Think, I think going off that, I think there are going to be a handful of, of camps or organizations that are going to step up and that are yep. going to be like the leaders in the virtual mm-hmm. camp or virtual activity genre. Yep. And, People, you're like you're saying, people from all over the world, or especially North America, are going to that the families are going to gravitate to those that oh. they've heard about. Like, oh, this one's amazing. But I could see camps having we've got our we've got our staff for summer, yep. and then we've got our virtual team, right? Uh-huh. The virtual team is year round, or maybe it's just for a certain time, and they are video production. They are you know, screenwriters, you know, whatever they do, but that team kind of puts together the program and the shows. And I can see that happening. Yeah. And to keep your people, I, and I know we've said this before with virtual camp, but I, to keep your campers, to keep your families coming, you have to bring out your camp traditions, your stuff so that people do come to you. Like I, you know, I'm going to camp good news. Cause this is my camp. They do this or they have this. I mean, if we're just showing video, I mean, it, it not only does it have to be good and well made, yeah, but to keep our people like, okay, it's got to have that feeling of of camp where kids want it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. What do you got? So, well, my number one, if uh, there is no camp in 2021, I'm just going to cry. I'm going to cry a whole bunch. <laughs> I'm done. The, I'm done. Get in the fetal <laughs> position and just cry a lot. No, <laughs> I might, but um, I have, and, and something we've talked about because we are in Illinois and kind of, I mean, that's definitely out there, at least in Illinois. I know other states are this way of, hey, this is going to be. Or we're not going to be allowed to do anything next year either. And so, like, start planning your plan B for next summer. And so we've been talking family camps. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like here at our camp? Um, what do we have to do to remodel or change up our current cabins and our current kind of the way we run things to run family camps? Because that seems to be what's allowed. And and almost we, we turn from a summer camp to kind of like an RV park where activities are open you know there's not cabin time there's not these different things but more of a 
campers come, they do activities as they're available. You know, the zip lines open from this time to this time. You can bring your little family camp out to like that. a like a family resort in a way. Yes, yeah. very much so. And and less campy where everyone gets together for mealtime and everyone gets together for this because a lot of that won't be allowed getting in the big groups. Now, you and just so, went to a family camp. How did that work out? I did. So that was in a different state that does not have all the restrictions. And so it was ran. B- besides, we were not allowed. Like, we had to pick our spot or we had our spot already picked for us in the dining hall. This is where the Callow family sits. Um, and we're big enough that we take up a whole table. But some of the smaller families, they got kind of mixed in together. But you were stuck. This is who you eat with every time. And then in chapel as well, we had, this is the Kalal spot where they sit in chapel. And so we always had to sit there um, to try and keep it, you know, we're not mingling as much as possible. Mm-hmm. The problem was, uh, it was a great time. I mean, this camp ran well, we got to do all these activities and it felt very family camp, but I didn't get to know a lot of different families because that's where you get to know people's when you're sitting with them at lunch and you're sitting with them and, you know, you're nearby or your kids are doing something together. And so you're sitting there chatting and getting to know the parents a little bit better. We didn't get to know. I mean, we felt it was great for our family and we enjoyed it. But I I mean, I've got to know very few people at the camp because of it was just our family. And so, yeah. Well, I mean, did you what did you think about we talked to Matt a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and he has a lot of family options. What, what did you what did you think about that? And that, And I think that's what it's going to have to become is we're going to be more uh, very much, like you said, a resort. You yeah. you sign up for your family and then you get to go do these things, but it won't be, it won't be family camp because you aren't, you aren't going to be with other people. You're just going to sign up, kind of show up at your time and do activities on your. Well, it's not going to be family camp as we know it. it it's yeah. still families are coming to camp. Mm-hmm. They're still doing, you know, the activities. So it's still family camp. It's just that they're staying in their, in their pods. The but area, I, what yeah. I really liked about Matt's is that it was a family and friends kind of, pod. It, it, it wasn't, you know, like if you, you come as a pod, yep. you come as a pod, pod whatever your pod yep. is. Exactly. And so you do those activities you know, in your pod, you rent out the pool just as your pod. You do that with that discovery hike or the dinner hike and just yep. as a pod. Not only would you have maybe the family camp, but you have these pod times that mm-hmm. families can come throughout the year. Yeah. Um, my, my next thing would be the boxes. Yep. Like Kevin uh, Pettigrew, he was very successful with just boxes. No programming, mm-hmm. no videos, no anything else. But he brought in a lot of money just based on these, you know, putting together yeah. these boxes and selling them. And so if you don't want to go the, the program route, or if this is something you do year round, you're like the after school uh-huh. box, you know, or the after school science box, the after school adventure box. And even when, if camp is going, you could still be like, okay, after school, we still sell these boxes or the, the Christmas box or, or Christmas activity box or the Easter activity box. I think there's a lot of potential in that if somebody i know he was like oh i want to get away from these boxes you know yeah. i feel like a <laughs> amazon fulfillment center uh, but again if you've got like your rigor camp you've got your virtual team maybe you've got your your, your box, box team. team or your camp store you know you're sending out okay. shirts you're sending out whatever and boxes is a part of that and you've got that team and that's that's kind of my idea too, and and we've said that even with our boxes, and I have had this on my list of projects to do is get our camp store up and online, 
And then we are going to sell these boxes throughout the year. You know, okay, here's the, I mean, the summer we did the June boxes and the July boxes, but we may well have the fall boxes, the winter boxes and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, but I haven't gotten my store up online. But I think that is even to help keep people connected. You know, get your store online, sell your T-shirts still, kind of get your camp souvenirs out there and and do these boxes as part of that. I think that would work. So uh, my next big idea um, is I rental of activities. And so similar, it's not going to be camp, but it is a way to make some revenue and, and to kind of keep relevant, I guess, in the community and stuff, but offer some of your activities as rental, rentalable, rental, rentable, <laughs> rentable, right. whatever that big word is. Um, where a family, whatever, they're having a birthday party. Great. They can call you up and rent some of your archery stuff that you bring out and kind of run that activity with them. Or they're having uh, something else. Their 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 family is, is bored because they're still in quarantine or something, and they need something. I In fact, I'm doing this next week. Uh, we are renting out an escape box to a family that's just, they wanted something kind of for the weekend cool. and something to do. And so they're going to rent one of my escape boxes for the weekend and we're going to bring out and, and that's one. I mean, I just bring it out, drop it off and I come back and pick it up later. They can, they can run it all. It's, now that's it's very that's simple. One you created for this. It's not one of your big giant boxes with all the little boxes in it. They're actually doing both. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's, it's one. I, cause I, I know this family. And so I had offered like, Oh, do you want the big one too? I mean, if I'm going to drop off one, I might as well drop off both. And they said, sure, we'll take them both. And so they're going to do both of them. But yeah, originally it was just a little tub that I'd kind of created with a little easy, kind of very simple yeah. to do is mainly a kid run escape room that you can rent out as a family and kind of work together, but really kind of encouraging the parents like, Hey, let the kids be the leaders here. But yeah, I'm also bringing out my big box that they can go to town on. Nice. So it's awesome. So the drive-in programming, mm -hmm. that was something that we talked camp in a car. Was that, was that Matt as well? But we talked, it was off air. It was off recording. Or no, who, who that was, was that? one of our program or our, one of our, people that did virtual camp that we interviewed that's right that's right and i wish we I talked to so many people that. i, I know i know sorry that we we don't remember uh, exactly who that was but they were talking about how they had families drive in and do different activities but there was nothing that they touched was that it yeah do you remember they, the activities they would get out they'd kind of get out of their car and do a dance at right. a dancing station or they had to see how many squirrels? They had like all these squirrels you can see. You had to count the number of driving rides, along. Like little I feel fake like there was a kind of a backdrop that your family could get out and take, take a, a picture. picture without touching things. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was a spin a wheel at some point too. So right. that would be one you would touch, but there was a Yeah, there but there the basic idea is that they drive in and they do these activities. I don't know if you could really charge for that. But you can yeah. definitely, on the way out, have merch that you can sell, right? Or snacks and that type of stuff that you can definitely sell. But Chris and I both like the idea of just having kind of a drive-through mm -hmm. little program uh, that families would come through. It wouldn't take that long to get through. And just it's uh, goodwill. I, I will say, and I've been thinking about this a lot, Chris, that a lot of camps did virtual program for free, yep. right? They did a lot of different activities for free. And I think we need to, that's great for community building. I totally get it. 
But if we don't charge for activities, we're not going to be able to stay open. We're not going to no. be able to keep the lights on, pay for staff or do anything like that. Mm. We, we've got to charge. We've got to charge yeah. for this because if you go out of business, you can't help anyone else. Nope. Right. And I, I had to, I just had one of our ideas I'm going to talk about later that we're doing for the fall. I had a mom message me and say, oh, are you offering any scholarships for this? And so I messaged her back and I said, you know, we love being able to offer kids an opportunity to come to camp and do camp when it's available and have normal camp. This is not camp. This is a way for us to make revenue this fall so that we can have camp in the future. And just, and I explained it to right. her that way, like not saying like we're, we're going under anything, but that we need to have this. We need to make money off of this yeah. so that we can in the future continue to do camp where we offer scholarships and things like that. And she was like, totally understand. Thank you for letting me know. And, and I think that's, that's a big thing right now in the camping world of, Oh, I, I just want, I want kids to experience this. I want kids to have this, or I, I want to offer this ministry and, and everyone should get a chance. And, and there is, I, there is plenty of ideas out there you can do for free that won't, <laughs> you know, go, go do it. But right now is we have to, as a camping, like we have to survive. And so if we do have parents or whatever listening, I mean, support your camp, give money to them and, and pay for their little activities so that they can then do stuff in the future and have camp again one day. Well, Um, I'm wondering if there are any grants uh, that are available for camps that are doing different things, right? They're doing mm-hmm. different things to, to stay alive, to uh, to offer programs to kids during this time. There, there's got to be grants. I'm not up on my grant game, so, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but I think it's worth looking out for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone has any ideas about uh, grants and that type of thing, let us know, and we'll share those uh, on yeah. the podcast, on the blog, on Facebook, everywhere we can. Uh, is it my turn or no? Your turn. No, you just did, you kind of did the camp in a car. And I had that as one right. of my lists too, is camp in a car. Um, another one we talk about is ground rental. So kind of going back to that pods and family camps can come out. But this would be more instead of coming and renting a cabin and staying all night and having these activities available, that they actually sign up like, hey, I want to rent your archery and your station. Right. And I want to come to your camp and do archery for an hour. Or um, we even said like, okay, we would rent out the camp two hours at a time. So you can, you pick your two hour slot and then here's a list of activities. Here's how long they take. You get to pick your activities. You know, this one's 30 minutes, that one's 30 minutes, this one's an hour. Great. You got three activities you're going to do in two hours. Or I I pick two hour activities, you know, whatever. You get to pick the activities to put in there, but you rent the camp ground for however long, two hours. You come, you're the only family that's here on the ground during that time. We run the activities, you leave, we sanitize, the next family comes in. And and kind of doing it that way and renting out the, the facility a little bit um, yeah. and then having activities available for that. And then however they come, if they come as a couple, if they come as a... Right. I, you, you'd have to put some kind of limit, like max of 10 or something, I don't know. But here's what's available and here's what the cost is. So they pay kind of per vehicle almost or per hour you're paying this this price to do the zip line but max of 10 people can go through it well i think what would be neat and again this is kind of going back to matt's episode we were talking with the family pods right Mm -hmm. Uh, but i think what would be neat is because he was talking about 
they'll stay overnight and rent out their house mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Yep. And so the the parents will stay in there while the kids go and, and do their and mini chat. camps yep. and that type of thing. So if you had an area where the the adults can go and maybe do some board games or or mm-hmm. just sit around and talk or whatever while the kids go and do the archery or do yep. the zip line, that would be neat as well. It's like, okay, well if you rent out the uh, archery for an hour, you also get use of the game room or yeah. what have the adult, the adult room, the adult chill room. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. We will watch your kids because we know you're tired of watching them. Because and I know, so- <laughs> you know, not all camps have an overnight house that yep. they can offer yep. and that type of thing. Yeah, one of the uh, activities that I have on my list, I just thought this would be neat, is having some kind of interactive storytelling. And by that, I mean. Let's say you've got a group of kids, and this would just be this wouldn't be its own. Hey, I'm going to pay for this, mm-hmm. um, or it could be just one a part of the buffet. Like I'm going to pay five dollars for this activity, this hour activity. But to tell a story or to do something where, say, the staff are acting out characters, and the kids type in what they like, maybe they have options and they can vote for which option that oh, yeah. this character mm-hmm. will do, and so they're having some say into how the story plays out. And then somebody tells the character, whether it be by like a headset or something, Hey, uh, I want you, you know, the kids want you to do this. And then all of a sudden that character kind of changes gears a little bit and be like, why don't we do this or what have you? (laughs) So I thought that would be fun. I just wanted to add that little thing into there. Some kind of interactive storytelling. That's cool. I like that idea. Uh, my next one. So th- I was thinking next summer, you know, if we're not allowed to do camp next summer, what are some ways that we essentially save the camp or survive? Um, and I, one of my ideas was open as a, a specific business. And so the, you know, summer 2021, we're not camp good news. We are an archery range and you can come out and use this as an archery range, or we are an escape room and you can, you know, sign up and do our escape rooms, kind of like normal escape rooms would do. Um, and it, again, it's not a huge income. You're not going to get a ton of revenue and make tons of money off of this, but it does help hopefully kind of keep you open. You know, you're going to have to shut down. You know, you're not needing your cabins, so shut those down. You're not needing these different places, but right. open kind of as a specific business or even a couple. We are an archery range and an escape room and something else and a zip line, a high ropes course, something. Would you ever but, do like a restaurant? Like we are a restaurant. I would not <laughs> just cause, and, and I, I think that was, I, we kept coming back to Matt, but I think it was him that even like they did the frozen meals. Right. Right. And, and I like that idea. I just don't have the staff for it. So I wouldn't, I don't even want to mess with all the restaurant rules either yeah, that they true, have true. right now. Um, so um, I'd kind of stay away from that, but I mean, I, I noticed, at least in Illinois, our rules for different businesses and different activities are a little bit more lax than the rules for, for camp. And I and I feel I maybe it's only in Illinois in our state, but I feel like all of our rules, like you pick one of the, the sections, okay, you're a daycare. Okay, they can do more kids than a day camp. And that kind of irks me. Like, why aren't they the same? <laughs> why, yeah, yeah. why don't we... And so you kind of pick like, okay, I can do, you know, looking at your rules and your regulations in your state. We can get more or we can do more or have more money if we open as this kind of facility versus a camp. You know, we say, okay, now we're an event facility or now we are a restaurant. And and a lot of that, too, you're going to have to talk to your health department about 
do I need different licensing and stuff? And so it's not always going to work out perfectly depending on where you're at. But that was kind of like, okay, maybe we become just an archery range kind of thing for a month or we become this for a month and, and what that looks like. Idea. Yeah. These are all, by the way, all of my ideas are a lot of my ideas we have on a whiteboard in our office. Oh, and is every that right? time one of us, one of the staffs, like, what about this? We write it on the whiteboard. I mean, we have everything from, you know, these, these big ones to even like selling wood from our trees that have fallen down. <laughs> like, wow. you know, all these little ideas for revenue. Well, and you so, can do go yoga now. That's right. <laughs> Actually, I, you, in our state, you can't because interaction oh. with animals is not allowed oh. during this phase. Gotcha. So no goat yoga. You can look at the goats in their pen. You just can't touch them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, my next train of thought, I guess, was outdoor ed. I know a lot of camps mm-hmm. are coming into this time where normally they would have outdoor ed. But, of course, a lot of schools aren't in session or they're not, you know, they're doing everything virtually. And I think that's kind of an area that is going to be crushed this year as well. But again, going back to creating shows or creating fun edutainment lessons that you can sell to your local schools and they can put them up on their virtual, you know, I mean, they could just be like, okay, we're going to learn about whatever plants or whatever water system. And the thing is that if you're the camp that's like, hey, we're going to we're going to invest in production equipment to do this. You can kind of be that for your state, right? I mean, something yep. in Illinois, you doing education or outdoor education is not going to help camps in California, right? Yeah. They have different plants. They have different <laughs> Learn trees. Learn about our trees. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't have the redwoods kind of thing. <laughs> So you can really kind of corner the market if you decide to do that. And if you invest in this production equipment, you know, good stuff, then you can make staff training videos. You can make videos mm-hmm. for other stuff and and sell those. Uh, so one well, tying into that, I mean, I just sat through a webinar that talked about fall revenue and stuff. And one of the things I noticed that I apparently failed at was a lot of these had these good connections with their schools and that they they contacted their schools as the schools were thinking about coming back in the fall and the camp's like, okay, how can we help you? What is something we can do as a camp? What do you need? Can we offer space and do different things? And and that was, I mean, it's right now, it's, it's definitely too late for this fall. But as we continue this on in the spring and stuff like that, that connect with your schools. What is a way our camp can can help you as well as help ourselves. We're not doing this for free, but what is a need your family has right now? Or what what is a need your students have that we can fill and charge money for, but we can fill as a, as a thing to kind of be, be proactive there and things like that. I don't think think it is too late. I think some schools even right now are still wondering, Hey, are we going to be virtual or are we not depending on when your school starts and they're going to be struggling uh, mm-hmm. until everything goes back to normal. So reach out to them now, I say. And that ties into my very last idea. Um, and this is what we are doing this fall. And so we looked at the schools in our area and what what they were all doing. And we have one whole district is doing every other day e-learning. Now, there's a pretty good chance by the time this school finally starts, I bet every school will be doing e-learning. We'll see. Because I two of them have two big ones have just 
they were planning on in-person learning. In fact, they went for like two days and they both have already gone to oh, wow. straight e-learning for the semester. But we had planned on doing e-learning supervision. So, and we were going to start the day after Labor Day. That was when the school is actually starting, the one we were kind of working with and, and being a part of that and like saying, okay, we have, we're essentially a daycare, but we're going to do this e-learning supervision. Uh, we will be available. We will, you know, we're going to upgrade our Wi-Fi so our Wi-Fi is better and we can get about 20 kids. We're still following the whole, you can only have, you know, 10 kids away from each other, 30 feet apart in our state. And so we're following all the rules and it's going to be a sanitized space. Um, very similar to school. The kids will have to wear masks as they come in, but I'm actually building, what do you call it? Like cubicles. I'm building little cubicles for the kids. So that way when they're sitting down at their desk and they're in front of their computer and they're watching their teacher on e-learning, they can take off their mask at their desk because they'll be in their right. little right. safe cubicle. But if they have to get up to go to the bathroom and they got to get up and walk around, they have to put their mask back on. But just creating this whole little need that our community has right now because all of our daycares are full. And so there's a lot of parents wow. out there. If they didn't get into a daycare, they're, they have to stay home with their kid or they can't go to work or when all the schools go to e-learning, which I think will be happening soon in our state, right? they're, they're going to need somewhere to send these kids. And so I think, in fact, I think if we had more space to do it and if I can figure out how to get Wi-Fi to a couple of my cabins, we could probably add a whole bunch more kids here on this property and and have this e-learning supervision and it could go pretty big and and be a pretty good i when we looked at i mean we were thinking 35 dollars a day per student that they were here so some some are going to be here five days some are here every other day it just kind of depends and then we even said for siblings siblings got a ten dollar discount so the first kid's 35 every kid after that's 25 and and yeah, help that's out a families idea. a little there yeah. and then we are straight up saying this is supervision only Yes, there's two of us that are that work here all the time that are licensed teachers, and so we can help, but we are not tutoring. We are not providing that. We're just supervision. The kids will need to bring their own device. We're providing Wi-Fi. We're providing a sanitized desk space for them to work, but the kids will need to bring their own mask every day. They're going to need to bring their own device, any of yeah. their own school supplies. And, and then we also said the way our schools are working it, we're, we're eight to four is what the day will be. So that kind of helps with parents and work. The schools are eight 30 to two 30 that the teachers are going to be teaching on, on e-learning teaching online. And so from two 30 to four, we would offer some camp activities as pods. And so this group of 10, the, their little pod will get to do some different camp activities and, and they'll have to wear their mask and stuff. But what we're you... trying to figure out right now. My wife is actually making some phone calls. In fact, right now, because um, schools are still providing lunches for all the families. And so we're going to see if the school will be able to drop off lunches here at camp ah. for those 20 kids. That's what I was going to ask you about lunch. Yeah. yeah. So we're making the kids will have to bring their own lunch. But we're since schools are providing them either way. It, right now, the kids can pick them up in the morning. Uh, my last one is, uh, by the way, I think that's a great idea, Chris. Good luck with that. Thanks. Yeah, we'll see. I'll let you know. My last one is just to think about homeschoolers. Yeah. Uh, see what you can offer homeschoolers during this time. Check, you know, reach out to any local homeschool associations in your area. And maybe you can use your camp facilities for this. If you don't, if you normally rent out facilities, maybe you can make some sort of curriculum um, for outdoor ed or for something. Again, you can do videos that are for homeschoolers that you can sell to them. And uh, just that's a huge market and it's only getting bigger because of everything that's going on right mm -hmm. now. 
So really it's, it's a huge market to look into and see if you can offer them anything. And I think that's it. I think there are, you know, some great ideas there. If you have additional ideas, let us know. Uh, You can either uh, do that, leave a comment in the show notes, or you can just reach out to us. We'd love to hear it. Show notes are at summercamppro.com backslash SCP-81. And so you can find that there. That's where you would uh, leave any comments. I'm not sure if we'll have any links or anything this time for this this show. Uh, I mean, I copied down a couple that you had said that we'll put in there. So not a whole lot. All right. So what's the uh, question of the week? The question. We need like a question of the week. Question of the week. Can we get some uh, background singers? I think we need that. <laughs> this is personally, what would you do if camp stopped? So I that's something I like. My poof, wife and I have camp just about. like yeah. went away. Camp Good News goes out of business. There is All no right. more camp. What am I gonna do? What would you do? And yep. So I I would probably go back into teaching. I still have my teaching certificate. I keep that updated and. And all that just in case I ever decide I'm done with camping or I want to actually have a retirement one day. The kids um, or do you want to go kind of like like maybe college or community college level? Oh, no, I'd go back with kids. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I enjoy that. Yeah. How about you? I think I would go the escape room slash puzzle games route and and just kind of design games for community centers because those will still be around. Uh, community centers, uh, birthday parties, uh, maybe conferences, because I know you can just do a pop-up tent at a conference, yeah. and they would pay for some entertainment like that. So I think that's uh, that's maybe the route I would go. Not cool. sure. Just off the top of my head. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be, like or, or a rock star. One or the other. Or a rock star. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see that. I could or see an that A-list happen. movie actor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, if anyone knows, if you yourself or anyone else knows somebody who would like to come on the show, be interviewed, something around camp programming. Cool ideas. uh, Cool ideas. Yeah, anything in in that uh, space, let us know. Another thing that we have been talking about is having program directors come on for just 10 minutes and talking about their favorite program. Something maybe you do at your camp that's very unique or you do a a twist on a program or something that you'd like to share. Uh, We'd love to have you come on and for the maybe the last five or 10 minutes of each episode, we can highlight program directors who are like, I got this really cool idea. And we do this at camp or what have you. So if that sounds like you or somebody you know, again, reach out to us. Yeah. Awesome. So that'll be cool. I'm excited. I think that'll be cool. This is what I mean. I love hearing ideas. So getting program directors and and just campy people come on and say, hey, here's here's something we're doing at our camp. Uh, That always excites me. In fact, I was at a camp this last week camping for family camp, and I told the program director, I want you to come on and talk about that activity. I want you to come on and talk about that activity. Cool. And so hopefully he will. We'll see. Nice. Nice. So cool beans. All right. Well, from around the campfire, this has been Curtin Chris. Thanks for listening. See ya. (laughs) 